Queerness is not a monolith. We are but a small representation of our fabulous community. Thoughts expressed in this podcast are meant to inform, entertain, and provide context in a world full of sound bites and chaotic headlines. The goal? To create a safe space to educate ourselves and our community, learn from our guests, and provide comfort for those out there who may not have an outlet of queer expression. This is Queer Context. Hello and welcome to Queer Context, a podcast where two queer Texans talk queer shit about queer topics in, yes, queer Texas. I'm here with my co-host. Some people call him high maintenance. Others call him high strung. I just call him Tyler. <laughs> uh, and some may know him as Raji from the block. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad you didn't say Roger. Ooh, a, like lot of peop- I, a lot of people. A lot of people. Who used called to, you Roger? A lot of people like, like say Roger. Yeah, and I'm like that was one of my least favorite. Um, I think the only thing I call you besides Roger is Rogelio. Yep, that's true. <laughs> that I love because that's my dad's name. So, yeah. um, I, I always thought it was really funny that when my dad was when he moved to the United States and was working at General Motors or just mm-hmm. you know working. Uh, Everyone around him was like, "We can't now. Pr- we can't pronounce your name. We're gonna say Roger." And so, when I was mm-hmm. born, they didn't want to go the junior route. So, but they were like, "Let's name him Roger." Oh. And then in high school, all my friends very easily could be let could call to me Rogelio, 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 and I'm like, "Ugh, yeah. you know, racism." <laughs> oh, what a joy in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, hey, in the seventies. <laughs> Sorry, like it's over. <laughs> like it's over. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Hello, hello. hello. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We have a fun little episode today. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm pumped. It. I'm pumped. I'm very excited. Um, well, so before we kind of uh delve into into uh the diva dim, the diva dumb of the <laughs> that's not how I wanted to say that. It's uh, okay. <laughs> Before we talk about divas of the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, yay, yay, the blue dam that um, stopped the red wave. Yay. Oh, (laughs) blue dam red wave. Okay, cute. Yeah. These are all really cute names for playing with human rights. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. But I mean, you know. Yes. No, I mean, it's encouraging that we help democracy. You know, it's just encouraging kind of. that we held, and I hope that when more people turn out for the next election, that we do more than hold, right, and can make some more progress, right. No, Although it's... I already heard Biden was like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to be able to make any moves on abortion." I was just like, "Awesome, great, cool, love how you play that little game." That's just like, do this, and we'll do this, and then you don't follow through, right, right. Like you know, we can do this if you vote. We go vote. Oh, yeah, but, like, if you vote the next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's dive into our fun little yes. our fun little topic. Let's so, talk divas. 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 So it is not... It is known. It is known. <laughs> that a gay man do have a diva. Do have a diva. A diva is a... Wait. A diva is a female version of a hustler. Of a, of of a, a hustler. hustler. Of a hustler. Yes. <laughs> of a diva. Um Beyonce. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean the gay community uh, and a lot of gay men specifically, um, really kind of do have their fixations on on divas, on on icons. And uh, so that's we just wanted to, you know, touch base. Have a have a discussion a gluttonous about opportunity ours. to gush over yes. the divas we love. Yeah. <laughs> well then let me ask you, okay, uh, what do you think makes a diva? Um I mean, I think usually they're a picture of femininity. Okay. Um, so femininity is part of their experience. Um and I think whether it's real, real life, mm-hmm. a drama or struggle, or acted out struggle, or music singing about struggle, yeah, I think that that is something that also pulls in a strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I think that there is. 
I think the reason that a lot of uh, queer people, uh, gay men, tend to gravitate towards these strong female presence, um, it's usually a reflection of the kind of struggles that one is going through also kind of in the coming out process. Mm -hmm. You kind of like, you relate to that kind of struggle of, of a diva. Uh, if especially if their own story is one of overcoming, mm-hmm. and a lot of them do. I mean, a lot. I think a lot of like, well, and that's why I made the comment of like yeah. real life and not right because a lot of them don't have like some insane struggle or thing they've overcome. You know, they just put out something that appeals, right? You know, in a feminine way, right? Um, and there, I mean, I think there is a difference between also what a diva is and what is just kind of like a pop star or just the, the, yeah. the moment, like the person of the moment. Yeah. Um, like well, I, let's get into it. Like I don't who... think, like, like, I don't think Olivia Rodrigo is a gay diva, a gay icon. I think there are some Gen Zers who would d- disagree with you. That is true. I do not know any. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get. Oh into my God! Ours, could you imagine? And then we can kind of break down, like, right? Could the you, makeup. My God! Could you imagine if I had made that Olivia Rodrigo comment on Twitter? Elon Musk oh, no, would have banned me. Alive. I would have. I mean, because I, I feel like, I feel like there's people are, I think there's a couple people our age who are like Olivia Rodrigo fans. Well, we are not here to knock anyone. No, we're here we're not to uplift. Yum. We're going to uplift and celebrate. Yes. And celebrate. I think I'm going to start with who I think is probably one of the most famous, well-rounded. Was but, that famous with the T? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that list really came out. Um, Judy Garland. I mean. Oh, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Like, possibly the first. Right. Possibly, like, the main first mainstream diva. That um, that queer men really flocked to and identified with and pulled from, and and there is no kind of it's I don't think it's coincidence that for the longest time, code for being gay was a friend of Dorothy. Oh, absolutely. I think um, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, that was iconic for so many people to, for so many queer kids to latch onto her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because one, you have you have the personal struggle and then the 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 visual life. Right. Um, she was in Wizard of Oz. I mean, it doesn't get much gayer than going over the rainbow. Like going over the it's a set, darling. It's a set rue. <laughs> it's just a cardboard it's rainbow. It's just a cardboard set rue. Um I no, I get that. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um and also, I mean, that is a that behind the scenes story as well as um you know a halt this she was like well kid. she wasn't she wasn't quintessential MGM right she yes. wasn't uh stage beauty she wasn't elegant and graceful you know mm-hmm. she was in Wizard of Oz I mean she was a kid right she was an awkward kid uh with a really great voice um but she had a charm. Yeah. And so she went from this show where, you know, The Wizard of Oz, where you are dreaming of being somewhere else, mm-hmm. of a world that accepts you more, where you have friends when she was living in a world where she didn't have friends mm-hmm. and everybody told her that she didn't belong mm-hmm. and to get her head out of the clouds. Don't think I didn't march around the pig farm I grew up on <laughs> thinking I was Dorothy walking on the fence of the pigs, um, hoping that I would fall in and some rugged farmhand would uh, lift me out. <laughs> uh, uh, I've had that. Have you? Because I never got it and I lived on a pig farm. Oh, I mean, I've had that fantasy. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, but um, I mean, I didn't last very long on a farm. I was yeah. like, get me out of here. Yeah, um, the uh but but with the Wizard of Oz, I mean, there's um it's I mean, when you think about like how she gained that gay following and through the rest of her career had that, those gay people showing up for yeah. her, it's because they were kids. Well, These I, were kids in the middle of nowhere right. with no representation whatsoever, mm-hmm. being told the story of, hey, 
somewhere over the rainbow, there's a place for you. Right. And she also, as a performer, just that vulnerability was so accessible yeah. to her. And, and the way she interpreted the music that she sang was just something that people could latch on to. Yeah. Um, I mean, her, her concert um, that she, uh, Judy at the Palace uh-huh. was just a very iconic piece that, you know, decades later, Rufus Wainwright would then basically copy. I mean, you know, yeah. but did it in reverence. Basically, is like Rufus Wainwright does Judy at the Palace, at the Palace yeah. Theater, um, which was to raise funds for LGBT organizations. Uh, during that time, yeah. Um, but she, but the uh, between the being an outsider, being somebody who wasn't all that graceful, and you know, mm-hmm. being able to hold her own, still be kind of that awkward girl with the with the vibrato that I, from from hell, right? <laughs> right. There, uh, there used to be a urban legend. Now, I mean, obviously, we know that Stonewall was uh oh yeah yeah but the the urban legend that oh, i've heard it. that uh you know because judy garland died that same within that period within a couple of days absolutely um that that also contributed to the unrest at stonewall I mean, and i'm like okay let's be just like uh when it'd be like on the day Cher dies which i don't know if that will ever happen she no, I believe. Yeah, sure will. Um, sure will. Doesn't degrade. Sure will outlive the apocalypse. Um, I mean, imagine like a bunch of emotionally distraught queers in a bar, mm-hmm. consoling each other, mm-hmm. also feeding off each other, right? And just uh, what's the word? Grieving together. Yes. And then the same old tired bullshit happens <laughs> with someone running in to harass you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, no, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, that is a very feasible feasible urban right. legend for me. As somebody of the community, I can see a queen having enough. And right. And like, we're done. Right. Uh, so you brought up Cher because in the same kind of... She's an icon. She's an icon. She's a legend. Um, in that kind of sense that Judy also was a... Sur- like, is a survivor. Like, mm-hmm. would well, take her, her knocks and her, would come she, back. She had her substance abuse issues, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. With Judy. And so it wasn't just the being awkward, but it was like having something to overcome. Right. And having that monkey on your back or mm-hmm. having that thing that was always whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was part of it too, trying to persevere. Yeah. Uh and Cher has gone through different kind of reinventions. Well, yeah, and that's something I think that also plays into a diva. I think a lot of the women that are idolized like that as queer divas are women who can reinvent themselves and Mm -hmm. are constantly, whether it's being put against the public eye, Mm -hmm. being put against public perception, which happens to queer people who are put up to society standards Mm -hmm. and constantly having to reinvent yourself to um, be palatable. You know, you have your shares, you have your Madonnas, you have your Janet Jacksons. Yeah. Of all these queens that have constantly reinvented themselves. Cher, I mean, she's been doing it for what, like six decades now? Jeez. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cher came up in the 60s. I don't do math. Yeah. It's, that is six decades. I, I, I glorify divas. I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> so my first concert ever. Ever. Uh, actually, not ever because I definitely went to... Uh, to Pedro Aguilar or or a, one of the mariachi people that my parents okay. yeah so that was probably one of my first but one of my first like big like concerts that I went to by myself in in I guess mainstream American artists was Cher the, really the uh the the Believe tour no way yes and get this speaking of where were you queer where icons was I was here in Dallas. At was the, it at Cowboy Stadium or something? No, it was at Fair Park at uh, the Starplex. Hell yeah! It's called it's called something different now. But oh my God, that sounds like a glorious experience. Yeah, yeah. It was the. Uh, I mean, Cher was the headliner. Uh, Cindy Lauper opened for Cher, but then like the people that kind of opened opened for like Cindy Lauper like was Wild Orchid. 
which you probably don't remember Wild Orchid. I don't Orchid. know Wild Orchid. Wild Orchid was a girl group from the late 90s. Oh, yes. Okay, this is ringing a bell. That had Fergie in it. Oh. Yes. Nice. Yes. That nice. was my first concert, and I'm pretty sure I got a contact high. <laughs> I wouldn't be in surprised. In the lawn, sitting out in the lawn. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Cher is definitely one of my divas. Yeah? Um, I have loved her music forever. Turn Back Time is iconic. Iconic. I can listen to that song yeah. over and over and over and never get tired of it. Or the video. Oh, the, the video's video, great. The outfit was iconic. Yeah. The lace and the leather V and then being on that Navy. It was just iconic. Yeah. Um, but her as an actress. I, I like actress That's where Cher. I fell in love with her. I like actress Cher. Like I saw Moonstruck at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what we've talked about on the show before, which is of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love, I love Cher. For me, I think actress Cher is kind of how I, kind of how I knew her uh-huh. growing up. Um, it wasn't until later that the music really kind of, uh, hit me and, and spoke to me. Yeah. But then I went and did a kind of deep dive, uh, like probably in the early 2000s. Yeah. I started after that Believe tour, I started doing kind of a deep dive into the share catalog. And uh Turn Back Time mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Which is really funny because since I had seen Cindy Lauper open for Share. Yeah. Um uh, time after time, yeah, is actually, is actually my favorite song of all time. So having s- seen them both perform it live in the same concert, you yeah. know, was really That's great powerful. for me. Um, and I think also, you know, I mean, Cher is not Cher's an icon and an ally, like a vocal ally as well. And I think being able to see her journey as as a mother to Chaz mm-hmm. was also um something that endeared her at least to even more to me. Yeah, I mean I think it um I think it endeared her to the community because I think it was like you saw her like be this great queer icon then have her own child go through her thing mm-hmm. and have to go through her own actual education about it, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of folks' families had to go through. Yeah. Who who else besides Cher are you, like, is one of your divas? Oh, well, so <laughs> I used to put on my dating profile that I consider myself a J-Lo dance hit with a mix of a Celine Dion power ballad. Oh. And I think for me, well, one, I, I love I feel like Jennifer you're Lopez. missing a Broadway queen in there. Oh, yes. I mean, there's an Does entire, there's, I mean, there's a Broadway an entire, queen. um, Broadway. I is mean, this mine or is this yours? That's yours. Okay. Um, I have an entire, and, and those are the, those are the divas that I've actually had personal interactions with. Why is Celine Dion such a diva? I like think I, she's I, crazy. I consider her a diva as well, but I, yeah. you know, I think she's rather than like that story. I think another thing that makes a gay diva is a woman who's not afraid to stand out, right? A woman with well, confidence, she's unique. yes, but a woman with confidence because queer people can't always operate with confidence, especially young queer people, right? I mean, I think that's why the memes are so funny when they're like, when you're. When you come out or when you're a young gay man, you, you choose are one. you choose one queen and you and your entire life's goal is to prove to everybody that she's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's the stage where we are. It's middle school. You're most looked at and mm-hmm. preened apart by your peers. Yep. And then you want that confidence. It's one of the things where I feel like it's it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like the gay attraction to men where you're like. Do I want him or do I want to be him? And I think it's kind of the same thing with Queens. It's like, do I want her strength Mm -hmm. or do I want her beauty? (laughs) No, I would say that I would agree because I think Celine Dion is one of mine as well. 
but also but vocally, it's talented. Oh no, like hands down, don't touch her, she, and she knows it. So she has the diva personality. She's very. I feel like she's very like friendly and cute now, but she has. She knows how to act right. the diva role. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very. It is very interesting. So, I mean, the way you just said something right now, um, diva could also diva's also sometimes thrown out negatively. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's used negatively in the way that we think is a positive for Yeah. Because they're being thrown they're strong. They're being... They know what they want. Yes. They don't take shit. Mm-hmm. They stand their ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a diva. And you're like, cool, but she's undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> But the also, of times I have heard that argument in a bar. Ah, oh, she's just she's just a total diva, and she's like, yeah, but deny her. Where is she wrong? Right. <laughs> like I've heard it a million times. Right. But also, like you know, I've also been on both sides of that argument. Well, it's that age old, <laughs> like you know. But if a man is strong, holds his ground, fights. Yeah. Like no one says he's a diva. Oh, he's assertive. Oh, he's you know he gets it done. Oh wait, I know what it was with the want him or be him. It's the men. It's do we want to be them or do we want what they have? Because as young queer men, the idea of being able to freely express love for a man, mm-hmm. being able to have the attraction and love of a man mm-hmm. is something that is very endearing and interesting and we desired, but also being that strong person. So it's yeah. like rather than do I want you or do I want to be with you? It's do I want to be you or do I want what you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think the reason one can kind of latch on to, you know, and we've, we're right now we're we're talking a lot about um, divas that are uh, singers and stuff because that's so easily accessible to your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, music it's is an outlet that, as a young queer person, it's easy to latch on to. Yes. You know, music, and I mean, if we're being honest. Music is easier to hide. Yeah. You can put, especially for us, like we can put on, we, at all ages, we could have just put on our headphones and no one knows what we're listening to. Mm-hmm. I had a whole family road trip with Christina's stripped album. And uh, I mean, I, that's all I listened to for yeah. like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and didn't have to share it with anybody. And it was just me living in my own fantasy and living, you know, Going through my own emotions with this diva who was like giving me space for it. Mm-hmm. No, you absolutely, know? absolutely, and I think that's why so many of us just have these lifelong attachments to these performers because of music. Because and music. the music, the power of music. Um, you know, I said it as a joke, but yes, I mean, you know, J Lo is also <laughs> like a Latina. Mm-hmm. You know that I can, you know, she came on the scene as uh in in the movie of selena which i you know doesn't become a, more latina, right, latina iconic than for that. me um selene i remember uh janet's music too mm-hmm. um i felt like i was more i liked madonna but i liked janet's music more but they're also different they're very different um i mean similar era similar era um and both um, what I love about both of them is they are sexual queens. Yes. Like they are very out and proud with their sexuality. Yeah. Um, the velvet rope, Janet Jackson, the velvet rope cassette oh. tape. Mm-hmm. Janet was part of my sexual awakening. As that like, cover? Uh, the cover. Well, well, no, no the, the magazine cover, the magazine cover. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the velvet rope album. Ooh. And I wouldn't say she's one of my divas. Like, I love Janet, but I don't go crazy for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. That's a lie. I love Janet Jackson. But uh, the whenever Velvet Escapade Rope comes on, I will. Ooh, deep cut. I get lonely. Uh-huh. Girl, when she was doing that music video with the fedora hat and the tie and always dancing the house down. Oh, yeah. Top to bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one time I went to go see, uh, do you know Sasha Velour from Drag Race? Yeah. So she was doing her nightgowns. Uh, act. You got to see that act? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. It was during uh, World Pride. It was at Terminal 5 in New York City. 
Um, and Is that an airport terminal? No, it's a performance venue. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, we're sitting like really close to the stage, but on like the second level. And I look straight across and I look at this woman. She's there kind of like just leaning over <clears throat> the balcony, but it looks like she's squared off from everyone else. She's got a couple of people with her. And I look closely and I will, I go to my friends. I'm like, is that Janet Jackson? We all go, we're like looking, you know, try to zoom in with our phones. It's fucking Janet Jackson. Shut up. At this major drag show. For Sasha Velour. For Sasha Velour I and live. all these other Brooklyn queens. I live. I live. And believe it or not, like the next day, Sasha Velour was like, and we loved having Janet Jackson watching. And I was like, that's great. That's so cool. That literally Janet Jackson's like, I want to go see these avant-garde yeah. Brooklyn Queens yeah. performing during World Pride. I live. I live. <laughs> was she performing that year? No. Oh. No. Janet Jackson was there just hanging out for World Pride. <laughs> yeah. Which I loved. Um So J Lo. J Lo. J Lo's just great. I saw her her It's My Party tour. Mm-hmm. Uh no one wanted to go with me. I went by myself to New Jersey to see it. Oh, it was a it was I'm a sure great you had a blast, time. but how rude. It was a great time. I bought some Bud Light Limeritas. <laughs> now, listen. Now, J-Lo is a queen. That is controversial in gay circles. Because some people just don't think she deserves it. Really? Oh, I have multiple friends who oh. are like, she's a dancing queen. She can't sing. You know, whatever. Da, 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 da. And rather than being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to stand for this dancing queen. They're like, eh, whatever. Oh. I mean, I've heard that argument, but also I will say that no one, I mean, I, I'm not going to say no one, but like she is one of the hardest working people. Oh my God. One of the most hyphenated Absolutely. entertainers you will see. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Actress, singer, dancer, perfume designer. Yeah. Suede tracksuit designer. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes when, you know, and I share everyone's has their opinions and opinions yeah. are valid, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like when you take that that resume and just will it down to just a dancing mm-hmm. queen, I'm like, you have no idea. Listen, we all know that gay folks are no never short of an opinion. That's true. That's true. But see, I'm also on that, like, I love J-Lo's music. I also like most of J-Lo's movies. Oh, I don't know if I've seen a J-Lo movie I don't like. Um, and when she is given the opportunity to do something like out of sight, to do something like Hustlers, she knows when she's oh, doing. I did love Hustlers. She knows when she's got golden material. And you cannot deny that body anymore. No, the woman doesn't drink alcohol, and it's paid off. I did. I mean, does she eat meat? I don't know that. I don't know, but you cannot deny that mug or that body. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I just really She's a witch. I just really appreciate that she is a personification of hard work and determination oh. can get you success. So like a uh, a true queer person, I've been revisiting Will and Grace for like the last few months. <laughs> and literally this week watched the J-Lo episode, episode yeah. where she performed at uh, Karen's wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and yeah. she's like, they were like, you know, can you perform at the wedding? She's like, well, I do have to design a new fragrance. And then I do have to design a new jumpsuit. And mm-hmm. then there's a movie we're recording. And it's just, it's very much that, like her doing all the things and busting her ass. Uh-huh. Um, she's, yeah. And I love that that is... And she's funny. That's, like all of her movies, she's like, making fun of herself in that in that episode yes, as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Made in Manhattan was my Made in Manhattan and the Wedding Planner. Wedding Planner were like Wedding you know, Planner. Um, I love her and Hustlers. Yes. Um, yeah, she is someone that I. There are some like Broadway things where I'm like, uh, if you kind of like. If we could do like a revival of this show around mm-hmm. you would be great. She was supposed to do Bye Bye Birdie live. You know how they used to do? Yeah. Um, or sometimes they still do it. But they do the live musicals on like ABC or NBC. Mm-hmm. They were going to do Bye Bye Birdie. Um, but then that fell through. Who was she going to play? Rosie. 
the Cheetah Rivera role. Oh yeah, I was in Bye Bye Birdie. I just don't remember. It. It's okay. It's a, it's not the greatest. It's not show. my favorite. Um, what about you? Um, what mid tempo bitch do you like? <laughs> you know, I love a mid tempo bitch. Uh-huh. Um, Cher, I mean Judy, Cher, Barbara. Now that's a that's a star. That's a star. That's a diva. Yeah. And I think it's simply just because of her hands. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she has glorious hands. Those la- yeah. those fingers go on for miles. Yes. And she always has the right nails. Yeah. Well, funny girl, funny girls. My one of my favorite favorite movies. Ever. But and also like Fanny Bryce in her in her time was also like a diva. I mean, Fanny oh, Bryce absolutely. was that kind of powerful um coming out of coming from nothing, working her way to the top. Well, and like, and then, I mean, Barbara gives you, she's non-traditional, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't have the traditionally, traditionally beautiful face, doesn't have the traditionally beautiful legs, um, she's com- comedi- comedian, mm-hmm. you know, um, so yeah, I would say Judy Cher, Barbara, and then, um, Celine, I've gone through, I also am not one that I like. I don't die. I'm not. I don't think you are this way either. No. Super hardcore about your diva dumb. No, no. I mine is like my goal is not. To, my goal is not to prove to everybody that they're better than everybody else. No, because <laughs> I feel like that's where you lose me a lot of times. Well, but I feel like also, um, what makes them all amazing is like they're all unique in their own Absolute. way. Absolutely, they, they have are something not, that has made them a treasure. Right. They are not in my mind competing for. Yeah. Top diva. Like this kingdom has many different rulers. Yes. Yes. You know, um, um, Rihanna's definitely one of mine. Have you listened to the new Rihanna for Black from, Panther? From Black Panther? Yeah, it's a soundtrack song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the context of the movie, I can't wait. Oh, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh, I have. Don't you dare! I don't you dare! But I mean, you've listened to the song. Yes, I know the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rihanna for sure. I mean, yeah. she's somebody I yeah. could just listen to oh, nonstop. Side note, mm. who gives a diva performance? Angela fucking Bassett. Oh, in that? Oh, yeah. I mean, but Angela But, but also Bassett Angela Bassett's is a diva. A diva. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she is. I saw an interview um, with her on Good Morning America leading up to this movie. And I guess Michael Strahan was like, you know, you have these moments. And she's like, well, that's because, and then she points, because she, she's in New York during the interview. Yeah. She points out the window. She's like, that's because that training over there from Broadway, when you're given those monologues, you you tap right back into those theatrical roots. Yeah. And everything, every movement, I was just like, ugh. She's, she's there. She's, she's there. She's present. And she should have just won the Oscar for what's love got to do with it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. And then I think also part of being a queer person with the diva is you also have those divas that are just obscure, not obscure. That's the wrong word. I could never, um, those divas that aren't as well. Right. Accepted that you're just like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna live for this bitch. Tanache. Okay. I would say Tanache is one of my divas. Yep. Does she have uh success that is like, mainstream like everybody knows her name mm-hmm. no do i live for this bitch yeah absolutely and I love... you live when you're able to share that with someone oh my god and then they were and then they they get it as well. yes that's all i want to do mm-hmm. i want i'm always introducing people to her um yeah i love her i i like her lyrics i like her music i like her dancing she's like she can dance the house down boots mm-hmm. um yeah so I would say those, I feel like, of course, you know, I'm forgetting some in there, but mainly it's them. Oh, not a traditional diva. Mm-hmm. Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. Do you know who Brandy Carlisle is? I do. Okay. Uh, definitely one of my divas. Also, uh, also part of the community, right? Oh, yeah. Gay as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, super gay. Did you see the announcement of her and Pink going on tour together? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm dying. I also love Pink. We're going. Oh, yeah. Um. It's going to, I'm going to cry the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm going to happy cry and then we're just going to be gay like everywhere. Absolutely. Um, no, Brandy Carlisle. I mean, I found her first CD at Target when I was like a junior in high school when it first came out, like the same year. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. That's a lie. 
That was Maroon 5, which I've <laughs> fallen out of love with. Uh, my mom oh, okay. I, okay. My mom works for a uh, uh, record distributing company, like okay. LPs. Like they huh? repress old records. Um, and so she would shoot me whenever they would get the um, promos. Mm-hmm. When they would send the music promos of like, hey, this is something you should distribute or whatever. She had, uh, she would just send me some of the ones that were like more popular or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were very rarely old stuff. It was all new artists or whatever. And Brandy Carlisle CD was in that. And it still has like the print on it that's like for promotional use only. Right. Do not sell. Yeah. Um, and that CD, I mean, found me when I was like still in the closet and I lived for her. And I mean... Uh, I think Happy is on that song, which is one of the first songs that, like, I don't know. It's queer because she's like, I'm happy. Can't you see mm-hmm. Amber Lee? <laughs> and so it's like a gay song. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but she's just put out so many heartfelt anthems. She has won Grammy after Grammy after Grammy. Every year she is winning Grammys every year I've... because she is a writer. Yeah. She That's... writes... She's won the Americana Grammys, I don't know how many times, because she is a writer, um, and she can just, she reaches people. Mm-hmm. She can reach into those emotions. Um, this last album she did, uh, The Silent Days, Yeah, I listened to uh, on a trip to Kansas and back one time, and uh, it it's very much, I feel like it's very much like her and her partner. And there's actually a song that her and her partner are performing live when they go places now. Um, on the rock. It's so cute. I'm trying to find so gay. um what my Brandy Carlisle song was that was in my my breakup. <laughs> oh yeah. Playlist. Oh, she's great for that. She's good for a good cry. There was some Brandy Carlisle that I One of my favorite pastimes is crying to Brandy Carlisle. And I can still do it. It can be the same song from high school or something else. She just, she has that gift. And I mean, just keeps winning Grammy after Grammy. And I mean, listen, now she's just got this little wife. I mean, she's had the wife forever mm-hmm. and kiddos. And um, yeah, just living her life. You mentioned the, you know, this was one of the first CDs. My first CD that I ever purchased on my own was Mariah Carey's Music Box. Oh, I'm a Mariah Carey. Yeah, she's one of my divas. I'm an early Mariah Carey. So with Dream Box? No. Music Box. Music Box. That was your first CD you ever Mm -hmm. got? Really? Yeah. Mine was Matchbox 20. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we friends? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, Mariah. Which song, like, really, like, grabbed you? That was, was that the, where's the, where's the track in here? Uh, Oh, Dream Lover. Oh yeah, hero. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Um, a lot of my interactions with divas have been through Broadway, like the mm-hmm. the the Broadway divas, the those um, musical theater actresses. I would say that Idina Menzel is one of my divas. Yeah, like she's I got- like I even loved her solo album. I I have her. Solo album too that I enjoy. Yeah, I uh, when she dropped it, I sang it backwards and forwards. I knew every song. I went to I went to Wicked, so it was the first performance after opening night, mm-hmm. and I was holding my friend Shannon during Defying Gravity, like oh. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was wonderful. Um, Patty Lapone is one mm-hmm. of them for me. I actually uh, I met Patty Lapone several a couple of times. But the first time I met her uh, was backstage uh, at Gypsy. So I was working for the Drama League at the time. And she was going to be presenting an award at the award ceremony that, that we did. And so I'm there with the board president of the Drama League. And she's talking to people in her dressing room. And we're just, we're just standing there in the dressing room. And she literally turns to her assistant, uh, who had just had walked out, and goes, Excuse me. You can't leave me alone with people I don't know. <laughs> and like in full, like we can hear her. I live that. I love that. Um, I love that. At, you know, a couple of weeks later at the actual ceremony where she wins uh, the award for Gypsy, I 
told my roommate at the time that I need him to go grab Patty Lapone's award because I need to get it engraved. And he's like, you want me to take away Patty Lapone's award award? And I'm like, from yes. Patty Lapone. Yeah. I'm like, yes, go. And so apparently he goes up to her and is like, I'm so sorry. I, I have to take the award back. Um, to, to get it engraved I promise I'm not stealing it from you And without missing a beat She goes Well even if you do They'll get me another <laughs> um, So that's great I mean Cheetah Rivera Is my ultimate Broadway diva yeah. uh, Latina Dancer She was the original Anita in West Side Story The original Velma Kelly In Chicago uh, She was in The Rink With Liza Minnelli yeah. um, And Kiss of the Spider Woman I've, I met her uh, in college, she um, had come, I was taking a musical theater uh, history class and she had come to talk about uh, West Side can Story. I, can we, I, you know what my goal, I'm going to set a goal for myself in my life. What? I want to teach a gay history course sometime. Oh, yeah. Like, because I was just thinking, like, there's a lot of these names, a lot of these old queens that I have friends. I mean, we both have friends who would, couldn't tell you a song they sing, but... It's been part of me. Like, I'm, I, I guess it's just how I am. But when people mention things like that, especially in a lane of music that we love, like, mm -hmm. I want to know. And it's like, I want these young people to know who these queens are. Yeah. I want them to know where this music comes from, why these women were cherished. Yeah. Um, it's why I miss something for something like someday I'm going to teach a gay history course. Absolutely. I'll help you put it together. Yes. Um, it's why I miss things like in New York uh, Monday nights at, at this old bar called Splash. They used to do musical Mondays mm -hmm. and they would play old clips from Tony Awards from um, wherever musicals performed or movies and stuff. And that's how I kind of was like, oh, who is this? amazing huge powerful voice oh, yeah and they're like Absolutely. that's jennifer holiday and dream girls i followed up on people because i've seen them on a tv in a gay bar or i've heard a song and been like who is this and they're like it's this woman and then i'm obsessed and then i go listen to everything they've ever done exactly um yeah exactly um no <laughs> there are some actresses that i have come in contact with throughout the years that i consider like divas of like mm -hmm. of the stage um and, and have done movies like Kathleen Turner. Oh yeah. Love Kathleen. Kathleen Turner is such a broad in yes. that sense of like, yes. you know, she is um, you know, in her heyday was this gorgeous, like foul mouthed, like broad. Well, and her voice was gonna command attention. Absolutely. I rode in an elevator with her once and she was wearing black sweats and red cowboy boots. And uh, it was like intermission of a show. I was like, look, I just, I have to tell you, like, I'm from Texas and I, you know, really enjoy the red cowboy boots. And she goes, she's just like, well, you know, I've always really wanted a pair of red cowboy boots. And finally, I just said, fuck them. And I got them. <laughs> I'm like, that's so great. I love that story. And um, she goes, darling, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Roger. As the elevator doors are opening, she's like, Roger, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kathleen Turner and just stomps out <laughs> of the elevator. And I'm like, how? Yes, I You're like, love yes, this. thank you for giving me that experience. <laughs> exactly. That was a gift. In the same elevator, I almost hit Lauren Bacall <laughs> with the oh doors. Oh, my God. Yes, she yelled at me. It was the most amazing thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are there any other divas that we need to um uh, you know cherish? it's so I mean, of course we're going to miss some. You, you miss so many because there's so many Bet Midler mean, needs to be acknowledged. Bet Midler. Absolutely, we need to acknowledge Bet Midler. Um I love her more as an actress. I don't I know her catalog for singing as well. I was I sat second row Madison Square Garden. For her Kiss My Brass tour. Oh, my So God. wonderful. Yeah. So great. Um, I also know her more as, you know, more as an actress. But also, like, you uh, you know the story that she got her start in the gay bathhouses of oh, New absolutely. York City. Uh, Bathhouse Bat. That, you know, yeah. that album was songs that she used mm -hmm. to. Um, I mean, I mentioned Liza, but, like, Liza's, you know, uh, in her heyday. Liza, absolutely. An icon. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there. you know, I feel like we, we 
caught one. We got them. I'd love to hear what people's, you know, out there. No, I definitely, I'm gonna, I want to put it out online because I want to hear what other people have to say. Yeah. Um, and hear who their divas are. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think right now, I think Beyonce holds that kind of oh superstar yeah. spot right now. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, spot right now, yes. Because I think, you know, in their day, I think there were women who were getting that kind of notoriety. Um, but God, the woman just like, the like, woman just gives, I mean, she said it, she gives you life. Yeah. Like every everything she does is so well thought yeah. out and intentional. Yeah, but it's like a different stratosphere. Oh, different level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and it's like the thing too, like, I mean, I, and somebody's going to say Taylor Swift, of course. Um, mm-hmm. but, and I, and like Beyonce, I know damn near every Beyonce song. I love Beyonce, but she has not captured my heart mm-hmm. the way some of these other Queens have. Right. The way Rihanna has, the way I've connected to Rihanna's music mm-hmm. is very different from the way I've connected to Beyonce's music. Mm-hmm. Um, the anti-album from Rihanna Backwards, forwards, all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. All day, every day. We're watching the Rihanna concert in February. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm trying to figure out a Rihanna night at the wine bar I work at. I um, love that. Yeah. Did you watch the Savage Fenty fashion show yet? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. Watch it. She's back. Not yet. She's back. I, I don't will. know. Last year was just so lackluster. We were... um. I watched it with Jada, and we were really happy for it this year. So it was really, 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 really dope. Mm. Simu Lee did what he came Ugh. to do, Ugh. and all he came to do was stand there for and ten seconds, just shirtless, <laughs> and just. And then there's a whole Maxwell moment um, that will make uh, anybody who is an auntie at heart melt into their couch. Mm. I think me and Jada both melted to the full floor. I love that. Like I we love couldn't that. get off the floor. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Gloria Estefan. Absolutely. Yeah, Gloria, an icon. Yeah, especially for I mean, for us uh, in the Latino community, that was uh, you know I remember my dad telling me when she had her accident. Was I alive? Or at least telling me about the accident. Mm-hmm. Like that was in the late eighties, I think. So well, and then you have all the Motown women. I mean, Diana Ross, Aretha, Diana Ross, Aretha. Um, yeah, Patty Labelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to hear, um, what everyone's... Yes, I want to hear who everybody loves and their reasoning for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my queer cultural touchstone is, is a, is a diva moment, it's a diva moment. Okay. It is the, uh, VH1 Divas Live. Yeah, <laughs> The first one. I love, I live, I live. Um, which was Aretha. Gloria, Celine, Shania, Mariah, Mariah. Yeah. Hold on. Cuba, Canada, cowgirl crazy. What? What? I have never heard this. Um, it's from <laughs> Will and Grace. So from the from my favorite episode of Chorus Lie, which I mentioned, uh, I guess on last week's episode. Yeah. When. Matt Damon is auditioning for the gay men's chorus. Uh-huh. Jack goes up to him and, and is like, hey, as Aretha said to Gloria, Celine, Shania, Mariah on Divas Live, girl, are you tripping? And Matt Damon goes back. I believe she said, uh, hey, Cuba, Canada, cowgirl, crazy. Get away from my. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, right from my snacks, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But VH1 Divas Live. Um, last Thanksgiving, I went to Connecticut to have Thanksgiving with my friends, mm-hmm. uh, the guys up there. And uh, we ended up watching VH1 Divas Live. We just, we found it on YouTube and watched the entire concert again. It was just as great. I love it. I, I, bet it, I absolutely believe that stands the test of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, my queer cultural touchstone. Um, just because I feel like we didn't give Bet her due diligence. Uh, yeah. Would be being a young boy and watching Beaches. 
That is a beaches, uh, and also um, what was big business. Mm-hmm. Both of those were career cultural touchstones for me. And again, I think it's dealing with you have a woman in in the lead, right? You have a woman woman like Bette Midler, mm-hmm. um, and then big business. I really love too. My Bette Midler movie was First Wives Club. Oh, I did love that. Yeah. I mean, have you seen Big Business? I have, yes. Okay. Yeah. I want to find that somewhere. It's hard to get. I remember we're trying to watch it the other day. I mean, and I, I mean, I, I, I grew up with Hocus Pocus, obviously. Um, but I mean, First Wives Club, Ben Midler and First Wives Club was really just, yeah, the sweet spot. Well, girl, I think we were pretty gay today. We were pretty gay today. So I hope we did some of our DDVs justice. I hope so. I think we did. And if not, we'll do another episode, part two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We should start just bringing people on to talk about their divas. Uh, we should... Listen, because there is nobody that knows more obscure shit about a queen than a gay man and his diva. Uh, we should also strive to get a diva on. I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Shoot for the stars, girl. There's always, there's, there's always, you know. Check them out when they're ever there touring through Texas. Yeah. Yeah, or like a Broadway diva or something, Ooh. you know? Betty Buckley lives in Fort Worth. God, girl. <laughs> Here's my thing, though, is I, we'd have to get me fully prepared because I struggle with fam- famous people. I get so nervous. Listen, gay history. Yeah, oh, you're right. Oh, you mean like talking to? Oh, absolutely. When I'm in the presence of somebody that has touched me emotionally, it is hard for me to treat them like a person. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know they're just people, but it's like, I have this deep emotional attachment to you, mm-hmm. and I've never met you before in my life. I <laughs> can I I'm gonna tell the, this quick Kathleen story. Yes, Kathleen Turner story. Yeah, because I that that elevator scene happened when I was working at a theater as an usher, and a couple of years later, uh, I was the event manager for the drama league, and um, at that award ceremony, um, I did like four of those. And my last one, Kathleen Turner was the host of it. Mm. She was starting a play on Broadway at that time. And so I was sitting down with Kathleen Turner going over the script. I had done this um, several times before. I'd done it with Harvey Firestein. I've done it with another one of my favorite divas, Vanessa Williams, who I didn't even, didn't yes. even you know. Um, I've done, uh, I did this with Cynthia Nixon and Jeremy Irons. But I was doing this particular year with Kathleen Turner and we went through made sure she knew all the names how to pronounce things and she was making notes you know in the script and I when we we're done I said look I just um I would like to say this you know I met you a couple of years ago when I was working as an usher when you were directing Crimes of the Heart at the Laura Pels Theater and um I just want to say you were very nice to me and to the house staff and so I just want to say you know I really appreciate that. I'm really glad. I just I did see your play that you're in. You're wonderful in it. And and thank you so much for taking the time to host this for us today. And she was like, you're very welcome. And look how far you've come. And I, she's like, that's, you know, it's mm-hmm. great to see people do that. And I'm very happy to be here. And thank you for your help going through this script with me. And I was just like, oh, so God, nice. That's beautiful. So nice. I love that. Yeah. What yeah. a treasure. Treasure. Um, well, everyone, you can follow us on Spotify, on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, recommend us to a friend. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Queer Context, Q-U-E-E-R-C-O-N-T-X-T. And we'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Bye.